Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Bill Roden on Sports. Taking you inside clubhouses, locker rooms, and boardrooms, legendary sports columnist Bill Roden gets inside the heads and beneath the veneer of the men and women who play and own the games we love. Hey there. My name is Christus Porzingis. No, I'm Christaps Porzingis. No, I'm Christaps Porzingis. No, I am Christos Porzingis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. This is, this, is, this is Bill Roden on sports. Uh, Christos Porzingis is not in the room. Uh, he's actually, uh, no telling where he is now. Christos Porzingis was the number one pick of the uh, New York Knicks. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was actually uh, in Brooklyn yesterday at the Barclays Center, and I was listening to one of the experts, you know, on the draft, and he was saying... Phil Jackson drafts this guy. There's going to be a riot. Well, Jackson <laughs> drafted him, and the only reason there wasn't a riot directed at Jackson because Jackson wasn't there. He was up at the Knicks training center, safely uh, tucked away. So let's get right into this. Uh, you know, I'd like to welcome, of course, uh, the regular crew, uh, Jamal, our sports attorney guy. What's up? Yep. Uh, Brian, our uh, expert wine guy. Thrilled to be here, Bill. Yep. And uh, Seth, of course, uh, the... Uh, MVP of the control room. Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph Curry. I know Steph's <laughs> looking really good today, man. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking if, I, if I'm the uh, if I'm the Nets today, because, you know, the Nets have got this whole complex, you know, about the Knicks and all that. And if I'm Billy King, I say, you know, Phil Jackson keeps making my job easier and easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what do you guys think? You know, I know, uh, I know uh, Jamal, you're a, a, a former a former Knicks guy, and yeah. Brian, you're a... Uh, uh, former, well, I'm still a Knicks guy. Knicks guy. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of uh, of uh, the draft, and particularly of uh, uh, Knicks and Nets, or Nets and Knicks? Well, you know, I could go on forever about the Knicks. I'm a former recover, almost recovered Knicks fan, right. so I'm used to all this stuff that's going on today with the Knicks. But the you know the Nets, they have a long way to go before they make any kind of dent in terms of this being a Knicks city. You know, well, so there's yeah. no, there's not too much they can do with that. Even I don't care what Phil Jackson does positive or negative is still going to be on the front page of the paper. So the Nets, you know, they're going to be behind the eight ball. And who's the kid they got? Uh, they, they ended up getting Chris McCullough, uh, young, young. I think it's a good pick at 29. He has a lot of upside, a lot of potential. He's 6'9", long, athletic, played a year, or played about 16 games at Syracuse as one of their top recruits until he, uh, he uh, tore his ACL, you know, 16 games into the season. So at, at that point, there weren't there aren't any known commodities they could have gotten to really put them over the top. So I think going for a project with a lot mm-hmm. of upside was a good pick for uh, Billy King. Mm-hmm. Brian, what do you think? What 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 as, as our wine connoisseur here, uh, who gets the who gets the the two hundred dollar bottle of of vintage wine? Does does Phil Jackson get the vintage wine for for getting uh, Porzingis? Well, if we're talking about wine futures. Possibly. Wow. As Red Auerbeck said, uh, you can't teach height. You can't teach you height. And he's a hardworking kid. He's only 19. He can run the floor, but it will take some time. How do we know he's hardworking? I mean, do we know that? That's what everybody that's, says. That's, well, the that's the rumor. What I, that's yeah. exactly. I mean, but aren't, aren't, aren't I've never all seen these, him play. Aren't all these guys hardworking? Just by definition, to get to this point. I would think aren't so. Aren't they all hardworking? Well, I think some are more hardworking than others. Right. Some may take Not some a, time off. Yeah. No. It's human right. nature. Yeah. You know, what, what struck me... Um, and those Seth kind of said this was a yawner, but it, you're right; it happens every year. How everybody is talking about, and all these kids are getting so young. I mean, they're like, like, like. Uh, I wrote about this kid, um, Cameron Payne, right? Yeah. from from um, Murray State. Murray State, and this kid clearly was one of the happiest guys in New York City, because you know, two years ago he wasn't even. He was like he said he was getting off his. He he was not even the starter of his AAU team. Wow, and all these guys on his team were friends with all the kids who got drafted. He said nobody knew me, you know. And here, this guy, he got drafted ahead of the Harrison twins, who way ahead, way. I mean, the Harrison. Let's see, Andrew got drafted forty fourth, right? And and Aaron feet. did not get drafted. Aaron didn't get drafted at all. And then probably some other kids who didn't get who didn't get drafted. I'm just wondering how crushing. It's always funny, not for the kids, you know, to see no. the kids who come and to sit at the table, and then see all their guys kind of get drafted. 
and then one after the other, they're kind of left there in their loud canary yellow suits, and <laughs> one by one, nobody gets drafted. But one of the things that was striking was how each of these kids, a lot of them said, you know, I just want to take care of my mom. You know, I'm going to take care of my mom. And one kid, in fact, who's the kid that uh, Brooklyn drafted, the last one? The uh, last kid they from, drafted. From um, uh, Arizona, right? He played, didn't he play at Arizona? He played for Sean. Well, the the Nets, I don't know. But oh, I'm sure the Nets, but, the Nets. But uh, Stanley, I know Stanley uh, Johnson was drafted, and he played for Arizona. I'm not sure which which. The, the uh, other kid, I guess I should have this for going. But but um, Stanley Johnson was very touching. He said he talked about you know growing up in at the Salvation Army, and and now you know he's going to be able to you know take care of his uh, you know take care of his mom and that kind of stuff. And I guess you know like you said, that this happens every single year with people saying they're going to take care of their mom, but. It, to me, there's something poignant about that. There's also something a little sad about it too. That uh, right, you know, really. I mean, and then I, I, I want to think. We'll come up with this kid's name, but he he, he grew up in the, the Nets. Actually, traded for him. He got drafted by Portland. Oh, Hollis Jefferson. Yeah, yeah Rondé Hollis. Yeah, Jefferson. Rondé Hollis. He got drafted mm-hmm. by Portland, and then they came in and told him, "Not so fast. You're gonna stay right here in this arena." Right. And he must have literally had about thirty. His mom. His uncles, I mean, everybody was in this little room, you know, taking pictures. And I was thinking, oh boy, <laughs> you know, here we go. I mean, there were like at least 30 kids, and, and everybody was really proud and all that. But I'm thinking, wow, is, does everybody get a car? I mean, does everybody get like a the house? I mean, who gets the house? Who gets the car? You know. Well, now you say that, Bill, it makes me think about it differently. It's, it's a huge, you're putting a huge weight and responsibility on these kids' shoulders. You know, then they're kids. Like you said, 19 years old or whatever. That's, it's a lot to ask. You know, let the kid play and let him, let things happen. Don't put that added pressure on him. He'll, he'll do the best he can. You know, and you can't all be there with your hand out either. I'm not saying that's the case with this family, but that does happen. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, people are talking about, yeah, going shopping and this. Oh. And, 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 I mean, and, and I guess. You never know when a career can get cut short oh, or, man, you know, yeah. things happen. We, there's been documentaries about the football players right. who weren't even making a lot of money back in the day. And they're buying right. houses and everything for everybody with, with money they don't have. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, anyway, that, that, that part was interesting. But let's, let's, let's break down. Jamal, I know that you're a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, bless you. Thank you. Um, you know, you, you study this stuff. You, you study. I study the hard, man. You I study, study hard. hard. I know. Put you. So, what do you think? I mean, who who are the winners and losers uh, in this draft? What did you, what did you, what did you like? Let's start with because this is rodent on sports, and we like to think of the upside and sunshine. Uh-huh. Who are the winners of this, this this draft? I mean, to me, the first winner that comes to mind is Philadelphia. To me, well, but they had to win. I mean, well, they how were, could they lose? They had the third pick. They had, you know, they, they had the third pick, and to me, they got the best player. They got the the should have been one pick in Okafor. So, really? you know, they, you know, I, I think they were expecting to have to choose from. You know, there was there was thoughts out there that they might take Porzingis. Um, so, you know, they ended up getting Okafor just gift wrapped to them. I know, and uh, I think he's the, the best. Lakers, yeah, right, the Lakers. Well, the Lakers, Lakers decided to pass on. You know, both. Minnesota passed on Okafor, and I, I have a you know issue with that. I know Towns is pretty you know pretty much one two. It was supposed to be Towns Okafor. You could, whatever you can go either way with that. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers, who were you know roundly expected to take Okafor until about yesterday, when when word came out that they were thinking about D'Angelo Russell, and they ended up going with D'Angelo Russell, which is that's a novel idea nowadays to go with the guard. And I like D'Angelo Russell's game. Great player, tremendous passer. Um, but it's you know it's pretty really? novel for for a team now to go with a six four guard over a possible franchise center in Okafor. So they came down to Philly. Philly had no choice. And remember, Philly has two for the last two drafts. They've taken centers. Both of who so, were hurt. Yeah. So well, Okafor was so good that they couldn't pass up. They said, hey, well, you know, we're going to take the best player available. They did that. They took Okafor, and now they have about 70 centers on their team. <laughs> I, 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 I guess they're, they're, they're the team that thinks you take the best player left in the draft, right, no matter what the position is. But do the Lakers know something maybe we all don't know? Well, I mean, that's, the, that's the thing with the draft. Like, we're not, we're, we're not working these players out. Right. And I'm just going by what I've seen. I watched a lot, a lot of college basketball, some mm-hmm. high school basketball. I've seen some of these kids. But, you know, we're not. it's hard to criticize because we're not sitting there Watching them work out for us, you know, we, we don't have access to their uh, medical records. So yeah, I mean, we don't know the psychological records, psychological. Profile. Well, Okafor didn't have the best scouting report either, though, right? Was he only about fifty-one percent from the free throw line? And right. uh, I think someone had a one report had him out of shape pretty badly. Yeah, that, well, they were saying that you know they're also defense. 
But he was right. saying, well, you know, Coach K, I can't foul out because if I foul out the game. And, do, and don't get me started on the, on the defense thing. I mean, to me, that was a, a media. Like I mean, it was just overblown right. media hype to me. Right. I, you know, it was like one person says something, everybody piles on. To me, he was an average defender. He's a freshman. Is he supposed to know the the intricacies of the pick and roll and how to defend it right away? These are like performance evaluations. Right. Designed to like, everything's designed to kind of keep you in your place. You know, knock down, knock right. down your value. Or take, exactly. You know, I mean, you can't, you can, don't, you can take it seriously, but then you can't the more, take the, it seriously. Yeah, the more you play, the more holes they're going to pick at yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, here, here's the thing. I was, I was You know, I, I saw Kentucky a lot, you know, and all those guys. I mean, Calipari was there, which... That that's a whole nother show. You know, he was there kind of counting because you know, Calipari says that's the most important day, not winning the national championship, but being the most important day for him is draft day. Well, you know, I think he'll dispute that. He'll say you are you're taking his words out of context. I, you yeah. know, he said that to a couple of reporters. Yeah. So taken. So exactly, what did you say? Because he says different things at different times. He said he wanted the uh, kids to benefit more than him or the school. Yeah, that's what he said last night when they had him on TV. Yeah, just, just, just unbelievable. That's that's a show unto itself. In fact, I would love to get Cal on the show because I think it would be he'd fill up five hours at least. Uh, but but you know, but but Towns, I guess you you're trying to predict who's going to make. And Towns is a really nice kid. Very nice kid. Really nice kid. So then I'm thinking, oh, that could be a problem. But <laughs> you know, coming into this, coming into this shark tank, because that's not, you know, everybody says you need a little dog and you need, you know, you have coaches saying, you know, I'm I ain't trying to get nice guys. I'm trying to get some guys who, who are, you know, kind of. Make- I mean, you know, he he has some dog in him though. In, in order to succeed at Kentucky, right. you know, he was the go-to guy. They give it to him down low. He was physical, so he definitely showed he has some dog in him. But, but a great kid. Great, you know, smart kid, kid great kid, very nice kid, definitely. Very insightful. But so, but so was Okafor. O- Okafor, actually, I mean, like I said, you talk to each each person, each kid in this draft, and everybody's got a story. I mean, if you think, I mean, a lot of these kids, like nineteen twenty, the kid from uh, Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State University, who got taken number two. You know, great, uh, kid. great really nice kid. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. I mean, you're supposed to be not, now. We're going into this grinder, where it's about coaches' jobs are on the line. You know, coaches going to get you know hired and fired based on, on you. You know, I, I, we talked. I sent you guys uh, the note from the 2005 because uh, yeah. I've got I've got I'm a real big test of time guy. I'm like, okay, how long have you done what you're doing? Have you done it for at least, you know, eight, you know, you know, you know, five years at, at the very minimum. You know, that's no matter what you've been. Have you? I don't even start taking you seriously till you've been doing like five years right. and ten years, right. you know. And so, because you know, so now I'm looking at the uh, this class of 2005, and we're coming up on ten years, right? And actually, when I went through it, you know, uh, using my ten year rule, 2005 draft turned out some pretty decent people, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at it, you know, we're, we're talking about the Knicks. I'm sure we'll get back to them. They had the fourth pick. The fourth pick in 2005 was Chris Paul. That's a pretty good pick, uh, and he's not—he's not—and he's not from Latvia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Knicks wouldn't have. Uh, remind me, I want to get back to this whole European. The number one thing, pick but, was from Australia, <laughs> but he yeah. played—but he played yeah. college ball at, at Utah, Bogut. Uh, yeah, well, see, and Bogut, we just saw where we just see Andrew Bogut. He's, right. he's now wearing a. Uh, no, he's not wearing a ring. Yes, he, he is. He is wearing, he's a, wearing ring. a ring, right? Yes. Golden State. Yes, he is. So the number one guy's wearing a ring. And, and David Lee as and well. David Lee. Same draft. Yeah. The thirtieth pick, and yeah. that was Isaiah's pick. Give him credit. Give it. That's right. That's we got, right. We gotta get him back. We need Isaiah back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If, Kill, if Phil keeps doing this, trust me, you're gonna be seeing you're gonna be seeing <laughs> seeing Isaiah back sooner than you think. Why are you judging him, Bill? Give it a chance. You don't know. It could be the next Dirk. Yeah. You don't know. It could be Rookie of the Year. We don't know. Well, that, but see, that's the beauty of this, and that's what Phil does. Phil is a whole Zen wisdom thing, like planning right. to see. I mean, we don't. We, we, do we? Too bad we don't have any Zen. Do music. you think he had incense? <laughs> do you think he had incense and oh. was meditating in the draft room? Says <laughs> oh. Be peaceful, my friend. Poor, poor Zingas. Just be patient. Live long and prosper. You will never Zingas. know you know what will happen in five, and because in five years I'm going to be in Hawaii somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> well, Montana. you eat these. Uh, he is starting from the bottom, though. I mean, he's starting with nobody plus a broken down Carmelo. That's a so, that's a low this, point to start from. So you can start. So so you do you bring in this guy? Do you bring in the kid from uh, uh, Moutier? Yeah. Do you bring in that's, Moutier? That's my thing. I liked I liked Moutier. I'd seen him uh, in high school a little bit, not in person, but I saw. Him on film in high school, uh, 
He was a number two rated high school player behind Okafor Mm -hmm. in last year's high school class. He goes to China instead of SMU. Um, and he aver- yeah. you know, he went to China, got hurt. He averaged, eight, in the games he played, he averaged 18 points. And for an 18-year-old overseas, that's not bad. So I don't know how his stock fell, but it did somehow. And, and why? We, you know, we don't know. Yeah. You know? And, and to be fair, me personally, I, I have a slight problem with that, with the Porzingis pick. Because, you know, a part of it is because you ha- if, you, if you know your Knicks history, <laughs> we the Knicks have had plenty of issues in terms of overseas guys they've tried to draft. Uh, With Frederick Weiss. Thank you. His claim to, yeah. his claim to fame is being dunked on by Vince Carter right. from like the foul line. Right. What, like one of the five minutes he played in the no, NBA? No, it wasn't. It wasn't even the NBA. It was, that was an oh, right. international game. <laughs> yeah. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> he didn't even get it, right? He never even suited up, did Not he? Not that I know of. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we know where the That was a number was. two also, wasn't it, if I remember correctly? Wasn't it a number two in the draft or something? Uh, I, think, I think it was late lottery. Yeah. But, but it, you know, late lottery, you're supposed to at least see the court. I mean, Jesus. Right. I, there was a stat that I can't find, but it was something like, of sixteen, of, of, of there've been sort of. Oh, I got it. It's, it's um, since Yao Ming was drafted right. in two thousand two. Right. Nineteen international players have been selected in the NBA lottery, and none have been named an All Star. Unbelievable. I mean, none. Yeah. Of, you know, and, and so every I get a little nervous being being a sort of race guy, and of course, it's ten minutes in, so we can talk about race now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the road, come on, it's been ten minutes. When are you going to talk about racism? You know. Or I'm going to go now. I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opening the wine. <laughs> yeah. I got to go to the library. I'm sticking with you, man. I'm sticking. There with you go. Hey, my brother. <laughs> hey, my brother. No, I, you know, I mean, I always think of the jockey syndrome. You know how how, how how black jockeys used to dominate horse racing and all that kind of stuff, and then when it, when, when 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 the jockey position became kind of lucrative, all of a sudden this what had been this tremendous black presence disappeared. And 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 whenever I, people start talking about globalization, you know, guys, well, you know, the NBA is eighty percent black. Well, I said, listen, man, do you. Do you guys really think that, A, people like that and it's going to stay like this forever? And whenever I see, you know, people talk about, well, we got these global guys we're bringing in, the European guys and all that. I said, well, Bill, you know, don't be provincial. I mean, you know, there is, you know. Uh, but, but you know, when they when they draft this kid number f- four and then Orlando turns around and drafts his other kid. From Spain. From, yeah. from Spain, Five. And then you got Moutier some other guys. Dropped to seven. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe people are saying, you know, well, these kids are tougher, or they don't have the baggage. You know, I said, listen, man, I, I don't know. You know, we'll again, time will tell. But yeah. I just those those stats that Brian just and part just of it mentioned, that's not we're not making it up. And part you know? of it is what not at all. It's part of it is is that whole that whole situation of getting holes poked in your game because we watch you in college play thirty games as a right. freshman, and God forbid you stay sophomore, junior, right. senior. That's it's right. over for that's you. Right, but you know, your your stock is you know. Right. I don't care how good you are. Right. Right. But. You know, with the guys overseas, we don't see them. We just see these highlights. Alley oop! Oh, he can run. He's seven foot three, fluid, and and all of a sudden, they're top five pick. Yeah, they showed they showed uh, Porzingis, and they. I mean, of course, you know, everything they showed was like a great highlight. I was impressed. Yeah, but I, <laughs> well, that's all. It's, it's a but I have no knowledge at all. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm the, no, who does? That's the thing. <laughs> that's oh, Frederick Weiss, 1999, 15th pick 15th, in the draft, okay. and they're really. PO'd because Ron Artest was still on the board. Oh, that's yeah. Why, and I, hey, that's my problem too with Moody. I like, hey, I was a Moody guy. I, w- I wanted him to take Moody. I thought he was the fourth best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm, I'm concerned for Nick fan, Knicks fans that, you know, he went to Denver. He's going to come into the Garden and drop forty. I just, I just see that happening. Why do you, when you say that name, I think of Ali Bumbaye. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's international for you. Apparently, yeah. the knock is his outside shot for Moody. Could that might need well, to fall from saying. one to seven? Hey, hey, hey they all. That, nobody's game is perfect at age right. eighteen. Yeah, I mean that, that's the whole thing. I mean, I mean Towns. You think Towns is going to come? You know, Towns is probably fortunate in that you know he goes to Minnesota. Although everybody's going to be looking at them, they 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 they're really compiling a nice team. That's Tyus Jones too. Yeah, Tyus. Yeah. yeah, I mean Minnesota's really putting together some some nice pieces. I, I guess I ultimately have faith in the Lakers, a because the Lakers have a track record. Whether it's George Mikan, Chamberlain, Jabbar, I mean they have errors. They 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 all the time has proven. That, NBA needs that, them to yeah. be to be good. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? But they need the, they need the Knicks to be good too. Well, well, I guess they forgot about the yeah, Knicks. So. You know? <laughs> we haven't been good in so long. NBA still prospering. What, was that, what year is that? 1973. Oh my God! So you know, but yeah. I think I wasn't born yet. Uh, I was two years old. Oh my! Well, I well. <laughs> well so was Bill. Bill was <laughs> too as well. Yeah. But you know, I think uh, Brian, you mentioned a, a good point off off uh, off thing. See, 
the, the Knicks, Dolan has such a great hustle. And the hustle is that yeah. he feeds on the whole neurosis of New York and the New York fan. They love this stuff. They love the misery. Do they, they love to lose? Do we love to no, lose? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think they, they, lo- they, they love this whole idea. Like, now, yesterday was the best thing that could have happened. You know, they start to cry. Oh my! The lament, the losing. Lament. Oh my God! Did you see the little kid crying? Yeah, he was probably was a prop. He was probably like a prop. You're, you're right because Boston was such a much better city, and they're a bunch of losers. Now all of a sudden they start winning all the sports. They're all full of themselves, and they're just not as they're just not as likable so anymore. That's true. Anymore. Right? No, no, yeah. you're, you're right. Boston, let's, let's that's why lose. Philly is so great. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a long time. <laughs> but but but, it, but it's Philly and New York. I think that the worst day will be when New York, if they would ever like win. I think that's such a big mark. And Dolan knows. He says, you know, the worst thing I could do is actually put together a real winning championship team because, A, everybody in the building, from the secretary to who is going to think that they're, I've got to stop paying people more, <laughs> everybody thinks they've got something to do with success. Well, the Yankees do okay. Yeah. When was the last time they won a World 2009. I mean, they've won in my lifetime a few times. I root against them. Many. Yeah, but, well, the Yankees are a championship franchise. You can't list the Yankees... And the Knicks. Yeah, no. you got it. The, the Yankees center. are the Lakers of Major League Baseball. That's true. There you go. So the, the the Knicks are like the Mets. The Knicks are like the uh, no they're Jets. The, the they like the Jets. They are. I don't know the who Jets. the Knicks are like. Hey, let's stick with the Yankees and Mets because this is a good time to talk about DraftKings. Yes. You know, uh, I was playing some DraftKings basketball since so we were talking about the draft, and I, you know, I was not good with the with the DraftKings basketball, so I'm a little yeah, more we're comfortable. Gonna, we're gonna tell you this is a commercial, right? So huh? they won't think this. We're segueing into a commercial. Well, uh, you, well, now you did, Bill. You just ruined the <laughs> whole aura of it. Oh, we right. had this whole oh, little sorry. sly slipping DraftKings in. Now you just. <laughs> I guess that's the journalist to me. I gotta yeah, let people know. That's that. the Dolan of the commercials. You're fair and balanced. Uh, yeah, just, you know, just, you, well, go, go ahead. Let's, I'm, I'm sorry for blowing the. But people know about DraftKings. It's, <laughs> it's a daily fantasy sports league. Jamal can talk about it. You know, we were just talking about DraftKings earlier. How you know, uh, coming into last week, Tanaka and Pineda were doing really well. It's like I picked up, uh, I picked up Tanaka and he got shelled. That's and then I went Pineda and he got shelled. So I didn't win. But, you know, every, the best thing about DraftKings is tomorrow's another day. It's a new the, day. That's the best thing about life. Yeah, tr- yeah. True. But, you know, when you're a degenerate gambler, but you don't have to be a degenerate gambler. <laughs> Please. Ask nah. Pete from not Colorado. A, not a rodent friend. Pete from Colorado won a million bucks. But DraftKings, you could pay, play for a quarter. I mean, they have, you, there's a lot of different levels. Really? Hey, I'm a, I'm a cheap guy and, uh, you know, love, <laughs> you but I love to gamble, you know, on sports, but very really? little money, like $5 here, like with friends or whatever. But DraftKings is perfect because you can get in, you can get in a, a daily fantasy uh, league for about $5, $1 even, yeah. $3, $10, whatever. The, the more you put in, the more you can win if you do actually beat the thousands of other people playing against you. But baseball is especially fun because, you know, you can pick a new lineup every day. A couple pitchers. Um, make sure you stay away from the Mets offensive lineup because oh. you're, you're not going to win anything. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed. Well, I'm open to that's, be. That's my I'm advice. I'm open to be convinced. You know, it's funny, though. When I, uh, one of the games I played this year, I, I picked up Cervelli and I also had McCutcheon uh, on Pittsburgh. Cervelli had his first home run of the year. He got me like 25 points. McCutcheon got me a zero. So you never know. But this is good for a couple of things. For people just passive or just, you know, uh, you know, who just want to play for a little bit. Also for the baseball stat geeks. They do their homework and, oh, yeah. you know, none of who they'll know about who. None of who probably watch, listen to this show. And don't yeah. forget, fo- football is coming up. We know fantasy football is huge. Oh, and they, God. And they have, they have uh, weekly fantasy football uh, contests also. Oh. And I actually have won a couple of dollars. Yeah. Man, we, a, 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 Odell Beckham, man, I picked him up right when he first started playing, and he cleaned up for me. I won a few bucks with with Odell so listen, for after, sure. After, Always after, take Aaron Rodgers. After we finish this, after I read this promo, can I just ask you guys about this stuff for a minute, fantasy stuff? I, sure. I, I want to be convinced about this. I mean, sure. I, I, I'm, anyway, so I, I, use promo code. Can I, Tell him. Use promo code Roden to play for free. R H O D E N. Jesus. In today's $10,000 fantasy bet. See, this is what happens. Anyway, use promo code Roden to play for free in today's $10,000 fantasy baseball contest. DraftKings.com, official partner of Major League Baseball. Enter Roden for free entry. Now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. 
Cop. DraftKings is everywhere. Do you see on Sports Illustrated when American Farrell is going across the finish line? Mm. What was behind American Farrell? DraftKings. Well, the big They're thing about DraftKings. They really are taking over. Yeah. It also helps promote these podcasts to make it possible for you guys to listen to Roden and Friends. Thank you, DraftKings. What did I say? Uh, no, I yeah, said thank, thank you, DraftKings. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to kind of, you can't be a, just a total you know, anyway. Well, you so, know, I, you know, I actually, but, but, I actually but, play what, it, man. Don't, you know, you're making fun of me? You're <laughs> no, no, really, I, 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 go, I, 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 I argue with my nephews, Kyle and Kevin Dudley, all the time because they are really huge fantasy people. I'm like, you know, I've spent most, I've spent my career, you know, in the real thing. I mean, I go to real <laughs> games with real people <laughs> playing real football, real injuries. Well, it's based on the real game. Yeah, but without, and it's injury, without any of the pain. The only injury you can get is a carpal, <laughs> carpal tunnel syndrome. That's as bad as it can get when you're playing fantasy. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess, you know, I may, may, it, maybe this time. It, allow, it allows everyone to be a GM. That's basically what it is. You can pay, you know, you can, if you think you could create a team that could do well, you know, in fantasy land, but, it, you know, it's based on real stats and real games, you mm. know, it allows all of us to play that part. Mm. And, and football is just absolutely huge. I mean, I'm, I, I'm in five football nice. fantasy leagues every year. I produce yeah. a fantasy football radio show podcast right here. And also it highly rated? Yeah, it does all right. Well, so. it, no, no, they, no, hey guys, get your <laughs> fantasy football right here. <laughs> um, no, it's just more, it's informational, right. man. It's about uh, le- uh, year-long leagues and also daily leagues. The thing for me is I used right. to like to bet football games right. back when I was younger. I'm not so young anymore. And and I didn't for a while, and I play fantasy for a uh, season long, which is also fun. But for DraftKings, a uh, thing like DraftKings, it gives me that little taste without feeling like I don't, I don't get mad if I lose. I, I have very low risk for very high reward, and it gets you involved, and you're watching your points go as the game goes, and you have your, uh, From your phone. And you have your uh, Verizon Fios uh, red zone on. I have Fios, so the red zone goes from game to game, and you're seeing guys scoring, and you're watching I like your that red zone. You're like you're you, as the game as the day goes on, you see you're in the money, and then you're out of the money, then you're back in the money. It's it's exciting without you know you know not skipping meals with your family because you lost all your money, you know. So it it, it gives you action without suffering any uh, bad consequences. So for me personally, that's why I love it. Okay, well, good. Now, now, can we get back to the real world of uh, real yes, sports? Of course. Or, or what's so, real, all, I guess. It's what all, is real, Bill? Is real. Come on. Come it's on. All related. This is real, right? Look at, look at that draft. You tell me that's real? I Come know. On. Well, yeah. Bazingas, is that? Bazingas. Bazinga. Is he real? I would not have picked him in fantasy. I tell you that right now. No? no. Bill Roden on existentialism. <laughs> Whoa. I like that. Sort of. <laughs> this just got deep. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, one more. Let's before we move out of New York, the Nets. I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to write a column about the Nets because I'm thinking, you know, what, what do they have to do? Is there anything the Nets can do? I mean, they, 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 they got this kid. I think is very interesting. Is there anything the Nets can do? I, I went to they, they, they opened up this gorgeous training center. It's not gorgeous now because it's just because they're not moving until February. But on Third Avenue in Brooklyn. I yeah, think? Brooklyn. Right. What's, what's it called? Uh, what's that area called? But anyway, it's just great. They have two floors where. Windows, you know, ceiling to windows that looks over, uh, look over Manhattan. I mean, Sunset Park. Jersey Sunset Park, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But the most compelling skyline, a part of the sky, looks over Manhattan. And I'm saying, isn't that symbolic? <laughs> you know, just kind of longing, hey, so close, yet so far. Jamal, you, you heard me. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. born and raised in Brooklyn, you know. Right. We have a little uh, complex with Manhattan, of course. But not, the Nets, it's going to take a while, as I was saying earlier, to make a, any kind of dent. This is a Knicks city, just like it's a Yankee city, but more more so a Knicks city. I mean, the Nets just really got here from Jersey. And, you know, I know guys, there were so many Knicks fans. Brooklyn, half of Brooklyn are Knicks, more, you know, more than half of Brooklyn are Knicks fans. Mm-hmm. I know guys from Brooklyn who are so offended by the fact that they brought another team into New York. And these guys are from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They will root against the Nets, against anybody. Right, but Nets Arena is actually, I like the Nets Arena better. Than I like Madison Square Garden. I mean, just in terms of not the the memories, though. What memories? Well, I mean, what memories do the, the Knicks have? It's recently? a new building, though. You yeah, know, so it makes it, sense. It looks nice. I mean, it, it's you know. So okay, well, uh, I guess that's the end for the that's the end for the Nets. Um, what about uh, who are you guys intrigued by? Anybody? I mean, I again, I said I like the Lakers. Uh, who else um, in this draft enriched themselves? I think we've all agreed that we really are not going to know the whole idea. And why? since we're not going to know, why do we spend so much time on this thing? Well, we're not going to know for five and ten years 
who actually pans out. We're not going to know. I mean, injury. This is a you know, sports athletics is a 100% injury game. You know, these guys are going to get hurt. Look, who's the kid who went from the, uh, the Ohio State University and just had a, just a terrible injury prone oh. career? Um, who Greg was, Greg Oden. Greg Oden. You remember yeah. bells and whistles and. You know, uh, I forget the, the year can, of his draft. Can you imagine what the Trailblazers would look like with Kevin Durant on that team? Mm. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but I mean, but at the time, you know, it, it was consensus. Oda, yeah. right? And right. Well, that's just like with Jordan. Remember, I mean, it's the whole right. famous thing. Well, Lajuan did fine. It was Bowie who went number oh, two. Sam, Sam Bowie. That was the problem. Right. Yeah, but I, I must tell you now, Jordan is looking kind of good as a GM, really? right? I mean, he's actually made some moves and they're saying that, you know, the thing, here's the thing about Phil. You know, he's everybody knows what he's done as a coach. Right. Okay, but we're not talking about Phil as a coach. Right. I mean, Phil, is, his credentials as a coach are impeccable. But for some reason, what's kind of blown me away is how people will translate that into the front office. And uh, well, it, because he's a basketball guy. And he, his track record coming into that position is number one, right? So I guess we feel like I'm saying as a fan, I'm, not, right. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Right. Okay. I feel like I gotta give him a benefit, give him a chance, I, I, right. but he has to earn it too. If well, he falls on his face, he falls on his face. So what constitutes but, falling on one? First of all, okay. But like I, you I said, it's a, it's a long term thing. You can't turn around a franchise in a year. It's impossible. Well, no. So so how long do you give? Two years, five five years. So he'll be what seventy five. I mean, you can, I mean, I'm saying you can even see the leaves. You can see the results of what he does, his work, right? Johnny he might not Apple, be there. Johnny Appleseed. Right. He plants the seed, and he'll get credit. If it all works out, he'll get credit. Of course, his coaching— and if it doesn't, he won't care. What if Carmelo's out? out? What if Carmelo blows a knee out again? Well, 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 well I don't think—I think somebody said yesterday that this whole thing for Phil, in, in his wisdom, was not about Carmelo. This goes beyond— Then they shouldn't have signed him. Carmelo. Right. Well, that's that. what well, you can't have both ways. I mean, you said if this—getting this kid— it's not about now. Now they did get the kid from Notre Dame, which I like. I like that, and that kind of to uh, me that uh, Jerry and Grant, Jerry and Grant, and that kind, and he's a very good player, good combo guard, very good player for Notre Dame. Um, can score, can pass. I think he can step in right away because you know right. he's a he was a four year guy, so he's yeah. ready mentally and physically, and it kind of makes up for the Moutier snub in my opinion because you know he's another combo guard. Mm-hmm. I think Moutier had more potential, but but, but this year, I think you're right in that. Grant, because he's a four-year guard, uh, can shoot. Right. And, and and you're right. And shooting is pretty transferable. Right. You know. So I I, I did I did I thought that was interesting. And I spoke with him. But they gave up um, Hardaway Jr. Well, but maybe they figured that you know he's the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> that's who it went to. <laughs> that's your team, the Hawks. Brian on the you know, but defensively he was struggling that kind of stuff. Um, again, you don't know though. He does at least have pedigree, meaning a Grant. You know his dad. Right. His dad played in the NBA. His uncle. Right. Harvey is Har- his father, I think. Harvey Horace is, dad, is his Horace uncle. Is his uncle. That's a pretty good pair. He's got a brother who plays for Philadelphia. Jeremy. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, he's got a pretty good pe- pedigree. He's a very level-headed uh, person. When you talk about interviews, he's a very level-headed guy. High. Everybody says high basketball IQ. Yeah. So he should fit right in. They, you know, they're saying he he could play in the triangle, and that whole thing, you know, tailoring everybody you pick to the triangle is starting to bother me too. Starting, little, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, maybe it bothered me from the beginning. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a, another shape you like and prefer? A circle, a yeah. <laughs> a circle. Trust, trust. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, Golden State did. Yeah. That's like whatever. The new yeah. thing. Whatever they call that. Yeah, I like the, that. Whatever yeah. they, whatever they do. That's that's the new. You get like twelve players that are really good and yeah. win a championship. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds good. But just, but just, I mean, sort of closing out on, on Phil and and the idea because, for example, for for Pat Riley, it did work out and it worked out pretty immediately. It, it, you didn't have to wait. For a long time, I agree to see to see things blossom. He came to the Knicks and did this thing, but it, it was as an executive. It was that where he is making where Riley is making his Hall of Fame credentials now as an executive. He's Bill, didn't you, him. didn't you talk about the horses at one point? And we talked about horses. I mean, like, or maybe it was Robert Wall said, "Sparky Anderson, you got to have the horses." Got to have the horses. Pat Riley had some horses in the, the Knicks team, and then he went to Miami, and Shaq was there. Hello, right. and then he had LeBron James. So, well, um, the same thing with with Phil. But he didn't That's true. He brought in, he brought in Shaq, I think, right? Yeah, yeah he made he a big trade him. with uh, right. so, yeah, I mean, he, and guess who else he brought in? 
LeBron, LeBron. yeah, right. and Bosh. And yep. going going back to the to the Phil Jackson legacy, and of course, you know, his coaching legacy is etched in stone, as you Absolutely. said. Absolutely, but not, but the, you know, his legacy as a whole is not etched in stone, and no, especially I mean, when you consider where he's trying to to do this in New York. Right. I mean, it could, he's he, put, he, he has said himself, it could be a monumental he, he, failure. He, he, we could start going in with the erasers and start, uh, <laughs> and start erasing legacy. Yeah. If leg- he fails, uh, I'm gonna I'm bringing his championships down to eight. <laughs> but I mean, but it'll be it'll be a slight little little mark on his legacy. He'll still be a he's still he's like, a great coach. Yeah. Well, he's, he's always gonna be a great he's coach. He's a great coach, but we're not talking about coaching. We're talking about and, and, and to me, he's been given somewhat of and again, you're right. It's only a year, but somewhat of a pass because and and the way we talk about the triangle offense. I mean, it, it, listen now. If he succeeds with this group, I say okay. But the triangle offense was featured featured by whom? It was featured by Pippen and Jordan, by 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 Shaq, uh, and, Kobe. By Shaq and Kobe, and that's no Hall of, Hall of some of the best players of all time. Of, of all, not not just best of of, a, of, like, of an era, but the best players of all time. Now, God bless top him. twenty guys. You all know, of them. God bless. Now, yeah. now people will argue. You can say what, ten, maybe fifteen. Yeah, so, I mean, people will argue that well, you know, you know, it takes it takes a genius to be able to play with egos and and all that kind of stuff. I I guess I don't know, but. We'll see, and, and, and I guess all we're saying. I also is feel like it handcuffs the coach. What's that? You know, you're expected to play this triangle. I think a good coach adapts to his talent, right. and I always, I just feel like good in point. this situation, Fisher, it's almost like he's forced. I mean, it's, the triangle is what it is, and that's what it's going to be. Well, that's no what Phil what knows, do. right? So right. that's what he's bringing. Let me ask you a question, Bill. Yes, will Will Phil be ultimately judged success or failure based on championships, or or maybe what, what do you if he mean, just as what as a GM? Yeah, or or. Well, he can be judged success or failure based on maybe turning it, the franchise around, putting it in the right direction. I like that, yeah. Because yeah. it's, you know, championships are not that easy to come by. I think as a, as a player, I tend to be more of a championship person. But in this, in, in this particular situation with Phil Jackson, if he turns around, let's define what we talk about, turn around. A playoff team that that, that competes a back to back and is on the upward swing, growing not with a bunch of veterans that are going right. to break down. If we talk down. about them the way we talk about uh, you know Oklahoma City, well, what, a couple, what, couple years, what ago. Riley did, what we just talked about, what, right. what Riley did in New York, we didn't right. win a cha- the Knicks didn't win a championship, right. but he had them there. They were in the mix. They were losing to Jordan, pushing, pushing Jordan to the limit, yeah, heartbreaker yeah. to right. Akeem Olajuwon. Well, remember that. now. Now, for example, if Phil could convince uh, Aldridge from Portland. I'll take him. Now, if he convinces him to Kevin Durant, yeah. so then I'm like, okay, now. Well, yeah. Now. He's got pull. He, now now yeah. people are like kind of believing. I believe they're believing in New York. They're believing in you. You know, so. Yeah, but that's the thing with the Porzingis pick also. It's not only, you know. Porzingis. We have to. Porzingis. Sorry. But that's the thing with, with him is it's not only we have to, we, we most likely have to wait on him two or three years to develop into a player. But now, what does that say to the free agents? You, we saw who you just picked it for. It's a project. And you brought in a rookie as a guard. And so we're expecting free agents to be on board right away as if we can win next year? Well, I guess and I, and I guess that, you know, what, what did Riley do when, when LeBron came in? Well, that was different. Because, A, A, it was LeBron. And, but he put his rings, he put his rings on the table to, listen, son, do you want to make, make this next step in, in, in rings? Well, now, you know, Aldridge comes over here and Phil could roll out rings but it's okay and, and what else what else are we talking about Carmelo and, and who else but if he does that you ask the question about what's the legacy and and I, I success or failure I won't judge yeah I won't judge him on winning a championship in New York but putting the Knicks in position that you could kind of now see the light of the tunnel is not a freight train. But remember, we lost all the draft picks over the last few years, right? And now they just drafted three guys yesterday. And they, so at least he, he's trying. He's trying to like get some bodies in there. He got rid of all the dead weight. Right. I mean, maybe he gave up on Hardaway too soon. I don't know. We'll see, right? Uh, yeah, I don't have uh, much I, I don't of a problem. problem yeah, with that. you know, I don't right. Think most, and we Shumpert, all thought Shumpert. I remember, you know, uh, one of your colleagues was uh, really big on Shumpert. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen A. was. Uh-huh. I remember back in the day, he loved Shumpert. And he's great. He's great. And then he got the knee injury. And he, he but you know, he's he's still now, now it's crickets. Right. Exactly. So he look what he started with. Right. He had Carmelo and nothing, and then he didn't even have Carmelo anymore. So right. it's he it started with zero basically. Right. Right. So you know, we'll 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 see. Any what about uh, the uh, clock starts now, right? The clock. Well, yeah, well, no. Yeah. For me, yeah. the clock started as soon as Phil decided to come back. Yeah. And to, yeah, well, because that's that, listen. 
the one thing I love about sports is that, uh, it, particularly the blood sports, it's a finite industry. The scores, standing, it's not the office politics thing about, you know, you have one guy thinks that what you do is great, then the next guy says, this is pretty finite. And so when Phil comes in and signs in, it's okay, well, let's see. You know, let's see who follows you. Now, I thought, I thought frankly, they should have brought Kobe Bryant to New York just to teach this roster and these fans how to get into a championship. New York fans, most of these people, like Jamal, you're... you're I don't know what winning is. The whole fan base does not know. They don't even know what a championship looks like. No. What they know is this. They know, they know this. To bring in a guy like Kobe Bryant, who's a hard worker. People don't, teammates don't like him because he drives you. He drives you. It's the only thing I know. I remember I was uh, just, this was a couple of years, I was in South Africa for the World Cup. This was 2010. And they had just, Kobe and them had just won the championship. They had just beaten uh, Boston for the championship. Two days later, he was in Johannesburg, opened up the Nike facility. And we were at some event, like Fashion Week in South Africa, and he was just sitting there and all that. And uh, we were just talking, you know, and he said, man, have you ever been to a safari? I said, no. He said, man, Hammond, you got to go to a safari. He had, the previous day, he had gone to the safari. And the thing that blew his mind, I said, you know, man, we were in this truck, and there was this pack of hyenas. And we were from there. We were about five yards away from And, man, you know what? They were so focused. They had locked in on their game that they were going to about to kill. And he said, they were so focused on the game, they didn't even know that we were there. They ignored And that, at that point, you know what? That's the difference between Kobe and LeBron at the time, is that what Kobe Bryant was locked in on, he looked at the heen, they were locked in, just like he's locked in on winning. In other words, that's the only thing that matters to him. Well, LeBron, and I, I like, you know, but LeBron is kind of into the, all this other stuff, you know. But to me, that is what makes Kobe Bryant, those kind of guys, special. And that's what is needed here in New York. They need a guy. Carmelo's not that guy. Not, oh, oh, no, no. Are you kidding me? No. Car Carmelo would be the guy in the truck. You know, and nothing. <laughs> Car Carmelo has a ring now. Come on. In college. Oh, nobody's knocking. He's a great player, but he's not that He's not that leader who makes his team better, right? He, that that he, ferocious guy. No, he's not Kobe. He's not Kobe. He'd no. be a great second guy to have with one of those oh, guys. I, I, that's yeah. what I'm talking I mean, if, you know, but th again, I can't be that hard because those kind of people are, are rare. Jordan. Right. Same same kind of thing, and I, I guess that gets back to. I think LeBron makes his teammates better, and he and he has, he wants to he does everything he can to win. Might be a little differently the way he gets there, but he's not. He's I think he has. Pro I think LeBron is much more compassionate than Kobe. I think I think LeBron has has much more different appro different approach. Terrible thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you say it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. In this nah. I think we can see. <laughs> Come talent. on. Um, before we, uh, what about uh, Milwaukee and Jason Kidd? Are you impressed with anything that? I'm impressed with Jason Kidd. I didn't think he was going to be when he first was hired by Brooklyn. I had this my, draft. I mean, it, in the draft, but I'm saying as a coach, he's right. been great, and impressive. In terms of the draft, who did uh, Milwaukee even get? I'm not even sure. Yeah. But uh, I have confidence in Kidd. And, mm -hmm. and no matter you know, no matter who he has, they didn't have much talent, in my opinion, this year. They make the playoffs. Rashad Vaughn, UNLV. Rashad Vaughn, young kid, uh, shooting guard, really unproven, but you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are high on him as being a you know knockdown shooter in the future. See, and that, that's the thing. I mean, I think that you know you have to create these winning environments, and that's one thing that uh, even with this move, the Knicks have not done. You know, you create an environment, so I, I can see a lot of people wanting to go. To Milwaukee, a lot of young, uh, young players, you know, uh, who talked to other young players. Man, going to the playoffs was fun. Mm -hmm. Man, it was like you know we took the you know because I think that you could get into this thing with the money. Today, to, yesterday was about kids making money for the first time, and now for a lot of them, the big challenge comes now. Okay, once you reach the mountaintop, and it, in other words, do you think this is your mountaintop? You know, and that's the kiss of death. If you think that you've arrived, it's sort of over. You know, there's a good example, uh, and uh, maybe let me know if I'm speaking out of turn. Like John Wall, I feel like he came out early as a freshman, right? And he was good. He was really good. I think it was, he was rookie of the year. He was right up there. Wow. But he keeps getting better and more mature. He's becoming a leader. Right. right. I mean, it takes time, you know? Right. And like you say, they look down upon these like, juniors and seniors, and that's, I don't know if that's always the right thing to do. Right, and that's true, and, and you, you know, you bring up a good point. The maturity and polish. And it takes everybody time. It takes the, it takes the American players' time, who, who went to school and came out as a as a freshman. So, you know, is it so bad that it's going to take Przingis two or three years? It takes everybody two or three years. Really. Well, take, in that case, that is very Zenish. 
that yes, it is time. <laughs> but but this it, we're also in a here and now business. You know, we're in a here. This is and sports is sort of like the here and now. What do they call it? In the moment. We're in the moment. And, and instant gratification. Instant though. gratification. To that point, how many like players? Wine, like we could talk about wine, like how you let wine age, right? Generally, Some people don't want it; they want to drink it now. They right. want to smell it. But what's right? the best? What's the best wine? I'm a now guy. But we'll see. All right. Well, well the draft. Well, the, the, a lot of oh, for football, I think it's more football is definitely now, right? They draft those big linemen. It's like for right now, but is basketball and definitely not baseball. But well, is, ba- yeah. is basketball for right now? How many players really have that uh, impact on their team? Not many. Right. I mean, when you look at it, last year's draft, uh, Wiggins got the MVP, but he started off slow. He wasn't ready at the very beginning of the season. There were probably only three or four rookies who really had any kind of season compared to their to, to their older peers, who really could actually go in there and, and get, get stats right away. So when you look at it like that, you're right. I mean, very few guys are going to produce year one. Right, right. So, you know, I, I, again, we'll, we'll give uh, – I know we've, we've had a lot of fun with uh, – uh, Przingis, <laughs> you know, not as not nearly as much as we're gonna have. But <laughs> these names, these names are great. And, by and, the way. and, and, yeah. in, and in fairness to Phil, um, Porzingis, you know, I didn't want the Knicks to pick him, but he was con- a consensus top five, top six guy. So I mean, they took him four. Right. You can't really, you can't really kill him. Right now, my favorite guy is Cameron. I, do, do we always say that Cameron Payne, kid from Murray State. I like him. And he said he said that what what Billy Donovan told him. Is that Donovan told him, who's you know the new coach of Oklahoma, that you know what you remind me a lot of me, you know he said, and and uh, but I wish I could. In fact, I do have a, a, a tape of him. You got to hear the way this guy talks because he's just very just guy. You know, when Billy Donovan told me, he just told me that <laughs> that, that that I'm authentic. That's what he told me. I'm authentic, and but that's how he. I'd rather hear you do it, Bill. Yeah, that that's great. good. That yeah, I like that. You from Tennessee? Huh? You from Tennessee? My well, my father. Oh, you got roots. Okay. okay, that's a good boxing name, though, isn't it? What? Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. Yeah. You know, he called Bring himself. Pain, somebody yeah. said, "Are you going to put? Are you going to put Murray State or something on the map?" He said, "No." no. He said, "Are you going to put mid majors on the pa- on the map?" Said, yeah, baby, Campaign. Campaign. <laughs> that's what they did. He, yeah. That was his nickname. Yeah. In, uh, I like that. Campaign. Yeah. So, you know what? This guy is going to make it. And, and people need to go back and YouTube his his Murray State uh, playing days because. Last year, at the end of the season, they didn't quite make the NCAA tournament, but they were on the cusp, and he carried them. I mean, he was making ridiculous shots, you know, carrying the team right. on his back, doing it, whatever it took, hitting, hitting, you know, almost from half-court threes right. as time expired. I mean, this kid is the real deal. And I was looking at his passes. Some of his passes that he threw were coming out of nowhere. I mean, just great, great passing. And I, and I guess that's one of the things that, yeah. Does it, so, he, you know, OKC drafts him. You mentioned Billy Donovan. Uh, does that mean they're going to push Westbrook to the two guard? Um, well, it's again in the, in our whole theme here of time, the test of time. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. But you know how it is when you tell these players, these drafts, they look and say, "Well, there's no gun to your head, but the gun is on the table." <laughs> and, and, and you know, I said for for Westbrook, what you've been doing has been great, but we need to get to the next level, and we need somebody. And and that's why I was saying about a guy like Payne, who is a a pass first kind of guy, and that's that's what he said. He said, "I make people like to play with me because I put people in, in perfect position." He said, "I put people in perfect position, perfect." <laughs> 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 you know. So, but you know, I think you talk to the a lot of these kids, and they're, I mean, now these kids. My daughter is twenty four, so you talk to these kids at twenty one, and you're you're like you're talking to like somebody as old as your kid, and you said, you know, and they're, and they're so nice, and and as much as they think they know. You know, they, they, you're dealing with some sharks here. I mean, as much as you think you think you know, you don't know anything. Have you ever talked to anybody in their 20s and the number one phrase is, I know? Yeah. Anything you tell them, yeah. they say, I know. It's I like, know. you feel like saying, you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we all know that, right? Because right. I was like that in my right. 20s, yeah. for sure. I have a 20 year old son, so I know exactly what that is. Uh, who just graduated, right? Uh, that was my 18 uh, year old son. 18 year old son. <laughs> <laughs> he knows too, right? He knows. Yeah, too. He knows. <laughs> they all know. Yeah. So um, I think we've, uh, you know, we, listen. The, the draft is exciting, but at the bottom line, it's about, it, it truly is about planting seeds and seeing what grows. You're buying in, Bill. You're buying in to the uh, Zen. I, I, oh. Um, um, yeah, right. Welcome to Bill Roden Zen, Zen Meditation. Bill Roden That's on right. Zen. If I could just convince convince somebody to pay me like $20 million <laughs> <laughs> to sell them. I, I mean, seriously, if I could, you know, it's all got. I, I, listen. Phil has taken care of some good friends of mine. He's taken care of Jim Clemens, 
you know, who's a great guy, taking care of him, taking care of Derek Fisher, great guy. I don't know Kurt Rambis, taking care of Kurt Rambis. So, you know, he's taking care of some, some people. And today, yesterday, what did he do? He sold New Yorkers on what? Hope. Give I don't him. know if he sold us. Well, he's giving you. <laughs> no, he's, he's trying to sell. That's he, the sell job. Well, but you have no choice. That's force true. Feed. That's very true. You no Did choice. he force feed us, Jamal? He, he force fed us. He's, but he's got to make the best decisions that he, he he thinks. That's why he got. he's getting paid the big if bucks, he gets, right? He can't make popular decisions right. just to make people clap. Well, Is that true? Well, does, well, does, I don't know. Does PR matter at all? Does that play into it all in terms of what did Bill say? Wins and losses at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, I mean, if, if he could bring in, for example, I think if he could bring in a guy like Aldridge from Portland. Now, next time we're on this podcast next week, I will have a spouse. You know what? I I got to give him credit for convincing, you know, um, uh, Aldridge. To come over. It's like having a, a healthy Stoudemire, you know, instead of the one we got, yeah, exactly. we had, right? So Aldridge, I think, is really the real deal, and I think he's ready to come east, uh, put his name on the map. Like that'll that'll take his stock to the next level, like for, yeah. for on a personal level as well as professional. Because you know, if you win here, if you do win in New York, Bill Parcells said that if you win in New York, they'll always remember. Yeah, they will always remember you. And if what is it, seventy three, and they're remembering Phil, so. You know, and I, and I think the NBA, although the NBA, I think it, you may have mentioned, Brian, the NBA has gotten along fine without New York having a serious franchise. Basketball is always better when New York is cooking. So for self-interest reasons, I'm looking forward to them cooking with gas. I just don't know if it's going to be with Porzingis. But... <laughs> Who knows? Zingas. 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 There's a there's a uh, wine called Zen of Zen. I should have brought it today. Yeah, you should have. It's <laughs> Friday too, Brian. Yeah. I'm a little oh, disappointed Brian, in you. Come on, well, Brian. We didn't have a guest. I, I well, felt the guest, come uh, on. What were you? Chopped liver over yeah, here? Yeah, you got Sorry, Jamal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was going to bring you some bourbon. I should have brought some bourbon. You got nice to It's Friday, man. Brian, it's Friday. Friday. Later on. As we as we as we evolve in our our podcast, you know, Brian is our wine connoisseur, and and we're evolving this thing where he will tell you. We know that this audience of Roden and Friends always wants to, you know, we're probably, there probably a lot of wine connoisseurs there, and they want to know which wine that he has for each season, and, and is it good to have something aged and not so, as a, as an additional treat, not today, probably moving forward, we're going <laughs> to tell you. Anyway, listen, it's been it's been great. Uh, it's always a pleasure with, with you guys, with um, uh, Jamal and with Brian, of course, with uh, Seth. And with my uh, listeners, love you guys and uh, look forward to seeing you, being with you next week for another wonderful edition of Road and Friends on Sports. Until then, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.